It's the bachelor lifestyle. Get it, I'll tell you for a minute, it's my first impression, Rose Prime Beck and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison You crying in a limo sent home, how embarrassing The most dramatic ever, and that's what we like Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise Here's the key to the fantasy suite Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week Hello and welcome We're back You're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com. Big happenings on Bachelor in Paradise. Actually, not really. It's gotten kind of boring, but shit did pop off at the end of the four fucking hours of this week's Bachelor in Paradise. I am joined now, as I am each and every week, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. I thought you were going to say, I'm back, signed Dean. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's a good one. I know. Before we get into that, we are also joined this week by someone you've heard. If you listen to the opening intro song of this show, or if you listen to the Baller Lifestyle podcast and you've heard this song. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus, so Worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, ish, So if you're familiar with my show, you're familiar with this gentleman's work. We're excited to have him on the Bachelor Lifestyle. Brad in New York. Brad, what is up, my friend? Real- Really an honor to be on, fellas. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's just great to uh, share such an incredible uh, bit of programming with you guys and talk about it afterwards. Absolutely. You're here every week, uh, but now that, you're, that actually, song, you're actually here. By the way, that that song is um, is better than the actual, it is. the original. It is. Like the, I, I like the original. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but that song is very creative. I like that a lot. It's well done. Jason, the part that amazed me was that I actually figured out that he was fat with big tits, and I, I never saw the guy. So <laughs> apparently, I was right. Uh, that's open to debate. Uh, okay, Stuart, what happened this week? Take us through it. Bachelor in Paradise. Start with night one. Not a lot going on, right? Not a whole lot, but we did. We um, it, it's it was a, sh- a shocking thing has been happening recently. Um, all of those randos that just happened to be guests at the, uh, at the wedding crazy have, have all appeared on the show. What are the odds? Yeah. We, who saw that coming? So the, uh, between, uh, the actual bachelor in paradise cast being invited to the wedding yeah. and then these randos that obviously <laughs> were a part, part of the discount package that that wedding had the authenticity of a wedding that you would see on a reality show it, it wouldn't be the first 
fake wedding that's been on Bachelor in Paradise? Who 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 could remember Marcus and Lacey who were married on the beach in Bachelor in Paradise and then allegedly never saw each other again? <laughs> well, the, well, this one, uh, Crystal and what's his face, um, Goose. What do they call him? Yeah, that? Goose. Yeah, yeah, Goose. The nickname Goose. I. They um, supposedly they were about to break up like a week before this. But if Shut if you think up. about it, if you are uh, on the rocks and you're not sure about spending forever with somebody, and then the temptation of being famous on a reality episode for one more week and having a network fund a massive party, yeah, in your honor. Great. I mean, who wouldn't pick the latter part? It's smart. It's a smart move. So. So, so yeah. Angela, Angela was, uh, was at the date. If everyone remembers Angela, she's, uh, the claymakers ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and she, she shows up on the beach. And, uh, one thing about clay, the former football player or current football player, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't do a great job of hiding his emotions. So I was, I'm concerned about that too, because he, I'm worried that we might be seeing the early effects of CTE on old clay. He's a little emotional. He's a little wishy-washy. Doesn't seem to remember things exactly the same way. And, and also I want to put it out to you guys. I can't decide this Angela's nuts, but she kind of looks good sometimes. And then she kind of is like making a weird face, uh, when she's, you know, getting sad about clay thoughts angela do i want to bang her Either. i'll let you take that one brad brad i mean you probably do okay, Brian. okay. You probably yes. do yeah but she has a somewhat crooked nose yeah and um she she's obviously good looking yes but she makes these pouty lip expressions right. and uh, something a little strange there she seems very unhappy um so I that, think that might affect it I think she's better than average for a bachelor cast contestant. I mean, nothing spectacular. Yes. Uh, nothing yes. like nothing, nothing sticks out, but she's, you know, she's a pretty woman, but yes. Um, the effect that she has on clay, it's great. Who, it's great. Clay, by the way, is in a relationship. He, he found love just like Chris Harrison said tonight. These contestants are starting to see what paradise is all about. Yeah. True love and everlasting love. That's and right. he said That's it right. he said it with a, he said it with a straight face. And the claymaker the claymaker uh found love. He's uh he's with this this the the uh, saucy Latina. Yeah, Nicole. Uh, Nicole. Yep. And uh but every time this Angela person walks into a room, whether it be at the wedding or on the beach here, they do these reaction shots where he just starts sweating and looking like Something uh, horrible is happening to him. He, he, he can't contain himself. He has the worst poker face first and foremost. And what exactly is it about this situation that he's so uh, nauseous about? He supposedly just dumped her without yes. much feeling at yes. all. Yes, he's, he's sweating constantly and he cannot say enough times to enough people that he still cares about her. Right. That's a tell. That is, you don't, you're in a relationship with somebody. You don't want to constantly be telling the 
person that you're newly in a relationship with, how much yeah. you care about the person you were previously in a relationship. That's just, uh, you know, that's a little inside baseball relationship talk. It's just a, it's a no go zone. You just don't do yeah. it. And dudes are interested, you know, the, the dudes that aren't coupled up are interested in her. And he says on camera, he says to his buddies, he probably even says to his girlfriend, which is yet another uh, one of these things where you might think but never admit openly with your girlfriend. It's, uh, you know, he said, and, and the way he delivers it, he, he's this massive person with like the biggest like pussified voice you could it's, ever have. It's weird because the guy goes over the middle. He drops his head. He drops the shoulder. Like he'll get, he wants to get that extra two yards to get that first down. <laughs> but then he's not, he's really like very chill and not uh, non confrontational. And I think a lot of that has to do with being such a huge dude that could probably mash most, most people. It's, uh, that's just the way he's always been. It's just very, quiet and mellow because he is a, a literal monster. But, but, but Jason's, he, go ahead. Jason's right. He, he does deliver it in a very wussified way. Yeah, I agree. He'll be like, I, I still care about you very deeply, Angela. I still care about you very much as a person, but our relationship just wasn't going where I thought it was going <laughs> yes, to go. Yes. Like, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. And it's, it's, it is quite bizarre. Yeah, when did when did Clay when did the Claymaker turn into Oliver Twist? <laughs> you got to admit it's pretty close. Please, please Nicole, <laughs> may I have some more? <laughs> but but no, what I was what cool. I was saying on the list on the list of things that you don't tell your current girlfriend or you don't say out loud in front of a uh, uh, people are He's like, I'm not going to lie. It's really hard seeing my ex-girlfriend Says it a bunch of date, times. date other yes. guys. Yes. Yeah, he just keeps saying it. And he's like so distraught and it's it's off-putting. But um, anyway, so that story kind of plays its way out. Uh, but the big thing that happened last night um, was the the goodbye to Derek. Now, you know. Wow, we, we, that went on in, a long time, dude. That was yeah. a lot of show that they tried it's, to get out of that. It's John Paul Jones being extremely immature, but he obviously has something on Derek. Derek has admitted to him that he really wants to uh, create a bigger platform for his podcast. And I guess that he has used his bachelor stardom to get, uh, to get laid in other corners of the world, which if, if you're single and, able like who, who's not blaming the guy for that so, but so Paul Jones wants to call him out on that so question because they all do this like this isn't this isn't uh, a, a secret that these guys use their fame just like any pro athlete anybody with any kind of profile is going to use the new means of communication social media Instagram to put it out there and find ass like it's not you don't have to go out to a bar anymore or get get hooked up by with one of your friends girlfriend's friends you could just go on open your phone and open an app and just go and just look at people that have been trying attempting to talk to you you don't even have to go and find them they've already found you so my question is this 
This is kind of like what John Paul Jones is doing is kind of a penalty. This is a foul. This is the unspoken thing. Like Greg Maddox, the professor, everybody knows he manipulated the seams of the baseball to get it to do the things he wanted to do. But even the opposing hitters wouldn't come into the post-game interview and go, ah, yeah, he, you know, we only had three hits tonight. Well, that's because he's fucking scuffing the baseball. They don't say that. They just fucking take their lumps and try to get him the next time. This JPJ is violating not only man code, but the rules of The Bachelor. Brad in New York, what say you? No, I think you're right about that. Of course I am. I, I think that they, they were setting up this guy, Derek, to be the next Bachelor. Or, or at least he was J- trying to. Jason's hypothesized that since week one of Bachelor in Paradise. Jason Stewart has had this for a while. Absolutely. Derek is being set up to be the Bachelor. Continue, Brad. I mean, the sob story. He can't yep. find anyone. No one will ever love him. He has no chance to find love because it didn't work out on a game show here. Don't you know, worry. the whole thing just seemed set up for either him to be the bachelor, him to set himself up as the bachelor, or at least to be an option for the, for the show to call his name when that happens. I don't know if that's going to happen, yep. but whatever. At the very well, least, I'll- he set himself up to handle his business in the Denver area or wherever the fuck he lives. Um, but for sure, him and another guy later on the second episode this week, both angling to be the bachelor as you predicted continue jason stewart well the one thing brad left out and in this current climate of political correctness i don't i think this might be the number one reason he would be considered for the bachelor um is there any more sympathetic figure than someone who was left uh by a bisexual for her homosexual girlfriend (laughs) Um, I don't. I don't think that you could, in this day yes. and age, become yes. more of a sympathetic figure in public life. Very, very good point. Speak, but but th- yes, continue. But, but by the way, it, John Paul Jones, um, it, whatever he did, it ends up working, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I I can't believe that this like um, immature outlashing and like kind of irrational, and like you said, the guy code thing or whatever. It actually uh, worked, at least for the time being, and I didn't like to see him be rewarded for it. I he totally spent, agree. He spent a lot of these four hours just crying openly. Yes. He's obviously yes. got the the maturity level of a Colton Underwood. Yes. He just like Tasha was flirting with him in order to like secure a rose at some point, and that meant that that he was all in. He's obviously never dealt with these feelings before, but I will say this. Um, he he confronts Derek again. It doesn't go over well. I guess nope. JPJ spit in his face, uh, as Derek called it. Um, and then Tasha's just like pissed off. She's upset. She doesn't want to be the subject of a love triangle. Um, at some point, she sits Derek down, and as you pointed out, Brad, like you know, she does what I guess a lot of women have done to him in the past and said, "You're a great guy. Yeah, You're she, perfect." She friends on his ass. Yeah, I just I I don't see this going. Uh, where you might want it to go. Look, um, look I got I I never been a Derek fan. I'm not a fan of Derek. He's never been one of my guys in this game. But I got to stand up for him here. The guy was defending his fucking honor. This JPJ is putting it down like this Derek is out there taking advantage of woman. And yeah, maybe he's slinging some dick here and there as any guy <laughs> would be. 
but he there's there's no reason to believe he's doing anything untoward which is the way JPJ made it seem of course the guy's got to defend himself the guy is and doesn't get a chance to really say his side of the story because JPJ who's 24 argues like a bitch and then he goes and cries like an actual woman to Tasha and that works that that's effective uh, I, I got to side with Derek, even though Derek's the one going home, maybe he gets the last laugh as the next bachelor. Let me, let me say this. The, um, you, you would say to yourself, like the bachelor in paradise, if you take the emotions out of it, it's like, you should never just pull yourself out of the show because you could be in paradise for another week. And the show is set up to keep delivering, uh, hot women. So, I mean, wh- why would you remove yourself? But I think yeah. I did see him. I saw what he was going through here. It was late in the game. Yep. He, the roses were being given out by the women. Yep. He had put all of his eggs in one basket. Um, and, and he, and he did like one of those things where I'm, I'm going to go home, but I was probably going to be sent home anyways, but he did what, um, what millennials do and my, and my sister millennials and my sister. <laughs> Do you, does that, everyone everyone has that that, that person uh, that they know on social media who just uh, who just said put shit out there and just begs for a reaction? So my sister, it'll be like you know eight thirty in the morning, and she'll just put a, a post on her Facebook that says, "I need a drink." Dot dot dot. <laughs> yes. And, and so so. She, you know, the rest of the day she's getting, oh, me too. Yeah. You know, where do you yeah. want to meet for happy hour? Yeah. Or what's wrong? Heather, what's wrong? Yeah. So uh, Derek uh, calls all of the contestants in a, into a group and says, I'm leaving the show. Yeah, like, and he just yes. lets it hang out there. Yeah. And, of course, everybody had to fall in line and get sad and try to talk him out of it and hug him. And it was just so pathetic. Pathetic and such Agreed. a millennial Agreed. move. You, yeah. you guys know these people? Yes, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I do know these people. <laughs> and they're talking about this Derek as if he's dead um, right. at the beginning of the, of the next show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we lost Derek. Yeah. You know, this is a tough one to take. Right. The guy's not dead. The guy went back to Denver. Also, he's not, he's not, not, not only that, is he not dead? He's going to be invited to all these bachelor hangouts like Stagecoach where all the, they're all just going to hang out in two or three weeks anyway. And also he's been there since the he's one of the original cast members of this season of the show. My man's been there a few weeks now. He's, his software clients back in Denver probably have some <laughs> meetings that they need to have. Like he's, he's missing out on commissions. Like he's probably got somebody handling his territory right now, but he knows that he needs to go back there and make sure shit doesn't go out of control. He's got work to do. And, and as we have pointed out on the show, you know, whenever they, they use the word, um, he deserves a second chance at love or she deserves a second chance at love. Yeah. Well, you know, Obviously, the second chance is on the game show. The second it's chance the on the only game way. show, not it's, in life. It's right. like yeah, it's the only and of way. Course, Der- Derek on on the camera on camera interview says, you know, I don't I don't know where I'm going to go from here. I, I mean, I've <laughs> I've exhausted I've exhausted all my uh, my options here, and uh, so <laughs> there isn't just a whole a real life waiting for him yeah. with with a million single hot. Uh, I don't know, housewives, yes. 
yes. or, or married housewives when, when, uh, waiting, waiting, to, uh, waiting to take him out when he gets home. When he gets back. Right. His second chance is done. Yeah. That's the second chance. His, it's over. His, oh, he's, he's, ex- he's exhausted his second chance, except that when he gets back to the W Hotel in Puerto Vallarta, and he and and uh producer hands him back his phone he's going to he's going to grab it and it's yeah. literally going to melt like a hershey bar around his fingers and just drip through his fingers because it's being blown up so hard by right. horny 32 year old pharmaceutical sales chicks yeah and it mostly it'll be like i'm heterosexual i'm <laughs> never going to leave you for a woman here's my number but um Yes. But that was it. De- that was the, it. The that, goodbye, that's night one. Goodbye to Derek. The 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 pathetic uh, goodbye as well. And also, oh by the way, also um, a couple new guys are introduced um, as what's his face, the other Luke. So there was Luke P, yep. one of the greatest contestants yep. in the history of the Bachelor. Rugby. And then there, yeah. Then there was the pro, you know the, the guy that kept provoking him. The Luke I guess. S. Yeah, 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 the the, the, the receiver of the body slam. He has the famous. He has that. Rugby. He has that tequila company. He's trying to get off the ground. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. The tequila company. That uh, yeah. And then uh, and then this guy Matt Donald, who I remember when he do did not. his. He he's a first nighter, right? Yeah, he's a one nighter. I do remember giving him credit because his name's Matt Donald, yeah. and he came in on a um, what do you call that? A tractor. Yeah. And he sang her Matt Donald, old awful. Matt Donald. So awful. Old Matt Donald had a farm. I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> so his uh, his parents are deaf. His first oh, la- language. Oh, that's language. him. He's from um, Northern California. I remember him. By all accounts, and I mean uh, actions and especially voice yes, uh, yes. presentation. <laughs> um. He is the most flamboyant homosexual that the show has ever had to offer. If you just go by, if you just go by blatant stereotypes, but, but I Googled this, I Googled this. If you, uh, it, most people that are born to deaf parents and, and, and don't speak for the, for the uh, formative years of their life, stop, stop. 90% of them end up sounding like Liberace. Stop it. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, this this night wonder Matt. I'm concerned that is there room in where they're staying because it's all like shared rooms. So Derek bounces, and I assume Matt gets to go into his room and get his bed. But do you think that the other guys in the room are going to get annoyed because he's got that? 55 gallon drum on a dolly like wells has to help him to get his to get his la looks styling gel into the room or <laughs> or his dep which whichever one he uses oh, shit. My, my man uses a lot of gel in that hair um and he's very sweaty and it's off-putting right oh yeah well he yeah he definitely sweats on night two uh he i mean he if you want to feed into the narrative that he's he is a blatant homosexual on the show, he has the <laughs> worst no time. That's no one's narrative. The, the worst time closing the deal with the, with this woman that's yes. very attracted to him. Um, it, it, it literally it, it literally like made him physically like break out in sweat the thought of kissing a woman. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that night two starts right and everybody's angling for roses, right, Jason. 
And I thought, right. I knew you would identify with this because you're such a fan of this character. Demi announces that this week has been emotionally <laughs> draining. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she's just sitting there. Like she's just sitting there with her dumb girlfriend drinking margaritas. Like how, how is she emotionally yeah. affected by what's happened to everybody else? It's like she, she sits there and judges people and, and has a free time on, on ABC's dime. Yeah. Taking up valuable uh, airtime on my show. Yes. Brad in New York, your thoughts, Demi and Christian, that storyline, like how, how much better would this show be if those two were gone and two actual contestants could show up and do their thing on the show? Well, Demi's essentially become the narrator of the show now, Horrible. if you've noticed. I yes. mean, she just updates you on what's going on, um, kind of doing Harrison's job essentially for him. And um, the storyline is very tired. And, and it, it's like, you know, it, it's like you guys said in the past, you know, why are they still there? Why, why have they not gone home Again, yet? They've, yes. quote, found love. There's nothing else for them to do there. Totally they need agree. to just go home. Totally agree. Um, yeah, she, but she's emotionally drained. Um, and then what else, Jason, JPJ and Tasha? Yeah. I mean, JPJ, uh, somehow rebounds with Tasha, um, which, which doesn't say a lot about, uh, Tasha. She's been a, she's been a vague character on this season and that nobody has, has done the full court press on her. I bet. I mean, JPJ is a is a 13-year-old emotionally, so I don't even yes. count that. Like, yes. like nobody with any kind of savvy or maturity has made any move on her I mean, that, that we've seen on camera. It's D- just strange. Derek was sort of trying, but only after striking out with Demi. Do Is there something going on? Is this a millennial thing that um, big, beautiful, natural breasts are just not something that <laughs> – we as men are supposed to like or enjoy because I seem to notice them. And were I a single guy on bachelor in paradise, I would be obviously making a hard run at old Tasha and her perfect body. Yeah. It's like, I, I hadn't even thought about that, but How um, did you? the, cause the, the, the proportion of um, real and not real, on the show yeah. heavily favors the not real and they're getting most of the attention, which she, is interesting. She, this Tasha did not bring a bra with her to paradise. She went to the wedding and they were just out well, there. To, to be honest, Christina didn't either. That's true. That's true. You, that's a good point. It's, let's talk about that. Blake and Christina, this, this Blake totally sets off to weasel a rose out of the savvy Russian Christina, Brad in New York, what do you think? What was going on there, Blake and Christina? Well, I mean, that was pretty interesting. Um, but, you know, one of the things, obviously, Christina is very skeptical of his motivations here. She wants to know why all of a sudden he's into her. And he's just, you know, going on and on and on into the camera going, oh, I, I thought oh, I, I, she was right in front of me oh, oh, the whole time. Yeah. Oh, and he's always panting. Yeah. You know, and, and he, he's he's very all of a sudden convinced that Christina is his person and he's just going on and on in these in the moment features that they have about that. 
to the point of actually making you physically ill. I mean, it was, it was a lot it, of that. It reminds me of the movies, the greatest movie in the history of film, the blues brothers and the whole movie. Jake blues is being, he gets out of prison and they're going around. They're trying to raise money for the penguin and his ex-girlfriend is she blows up their apartment building with a bazooka. She's chasing them all around. She tries to kill him with a bomb. She's chasing them all over Illinois, trying to kill him. And then at the, then she finally corners them in the sewer at the, towards the climax of the movie. And uh, Jake is like, Oh babe, I don't, cause you find out that he didn't show up to the wedding and he's like, Oh babe, you know, I, uh, I, I was late. My clock, my watch stopped. And he has like 79 excuses. And he's like, but baby, I love you. And she just looks at him and she's like, Oh, Jake. And then he goes over and he plants a big kiss on her. And then he literally drops her in the shit of the sewer and goes, okay, let's go and leaves her there. That is what Blake is doing to Christina right now. This Christina, he, he fucked her over at stagecoach and then he literally banged every other chick in the bachelor realm and on bachelor in paradise and only when they all shunned him did he return to christina and go hey maybe we gotta uh maybe we did have something there maybe maybe we could get something going again i mean this guy is a huge piece of shit i hate his guts that's it's all. like um the so i mean like the 45 second recap not only uh, did he screw her over on Sagecoach, he literally he screwed her, and then the next night slept with uh, Kaylin That's before right. uh, DMing uh, Hannah, Hannah G. G. Yep. Now and then he got to Paradise, and she wanted to ruin his life, and she invited him on a date to confront him on camera yep. about all of this stuff. He looked like the biggest douchebag. He goes back to the beach. They somehow rebound into this friendship thing where she gives him a rose to uh, keep him in agony. And that, that strategy actually worked. But she told him to his face that I'm keeping you around because I think you deserve to find what. And then last week, she compels him to give her his she rose. She mind-tricked by, his ass. By saying she um, some you know, Russian shit. I, I did you this favor. Um, yeah. I respect the same uh, in return. He had just told a woman he's 100% giving her her rose and then he didn't Caitlin. give her the rose. So this one is a head scratcher in that um, Blake, yeah, it's, it was kind of like a Hail Mary. He's obviously extremely lonely. It's what lonely uh, men do. They just kind of throw shit out there and see if it works. I'm shocked that she fell for it. I really thought she was going to do a... Uh, a reversal and, and just like pick nice guy Mike at the rose ceremony, but she same, gave him the rose. Same. Everybody loves Mike. Yeah. Yeah. She gave him the rose. And then to finish off this little story with them, uh, Blake the next day gets very tempted by the uh, blonde. What's her face? Bree. Bree, the fake, is, the fake Australian. Well, she's Pat and Chino's uh, daughter's friend. The CEO. That's right. The CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came on, and I guess they hit it off at the wedding, and he was very tempted. Shocking. But she he, was a guest at the wedding. 
And the show did something that, that to me is just kind of cruel. They did this uh, editing thing where they made it look like Christina had been screwed over again yeah. and that Blake chose to go on the date. They even did this creative editing where as Bree and Blake are getting up from their little talk on the beach, she's said something like, yeah, it'll be a great time. Yes. And it was yeah, just out they of showed context. that a few times. Yes. It was just cruel yes, and unusual yes. to do that to the audience. And then he goes up and he tells Christina that he told Bree no and that he wants to give this a shot, which doesn't doesn't re- isn't really consistent with this Blake character this year. I guess he couldn't. He didn't even have it in him to do just this this, this one so, thing. I guess. Hold on a second, and let me let me see if you guys saw what I saw there. Blake was doing that thing where he's like, "No, he's like, I definitely um, was. <laughs> you know, yeah. I told you I was only here for you, and I wasn't going on any dates. And you know, even though we totally met up at the wedding, and you know, we just <laughs> really were vibing with each other." Uh, Brad, did you get the vibe that he was trying to mind trick Christina into saying reluctantly like, hey, well, then maybe just go on a date with her or whatever. It's fine. Like he was trying to get her to make it her idea that he was going on a date with her. Did you get that vibe? Absolutely. And he was trying to also keep his options open with that breed just in case things fell apart with, with the Christina girl. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. That's but what I Blake too. is all about keeping his options he open. Is, um, is. And the only one who doesn't see right through it uh, is Blake. So he, and he also, they had him on camera many times saying, Oh, I definitely don't regret the decision. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's, she's, she's tall. She's like, a, she's like, she looks like a model. Yeah. And we really hit it off at the wedding. She was really easy to talk to, but I don't, I don't regret the decision I made. She's, <laughs> like, yeah. He, but he kept. She looks like an. Her. She looks like an Annalise too to me. I don't think she's she, anything that she's, spectacular. I I liked her on Colton season. Um, she's she's very tall and skinny, but I also see what you're saying, Brad. She there is something like kind of puffy in the face, like she's doing some type of injections or something. There's something unnatural looking and maybe Jason, maybe you could reach out to Pat, the CEO, because his daughter's friends with her and just be like, Hey, what's up with your daughter's friend, Bree, the fake Australians face. No, I'll certainly do that. And one other point. I mean, how is she such good friends with this crystal and goose, this Bree that she gets invited to the wedding all of a sudden, She's best friends with Goose. No, it doesn't make. I mean, any give sense. me a break. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. How, Why is she there? They weren't on the same season. I don't know. That's because well, the, it, the producers set these people up to go hang out at Stagecoach and stuff, so they have some kind of uh, awareness of each other. Yes, and 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 yeah. as we have learned, I think a good portion of the uh, of the guests at the wedding were just cast members that they just needed to, right. to fill out seats and save a few bucks. Right. But anyways, hey, hold on, uh, hold on. One more thing before we move off of Blake, I have to, I have to self confess here because everybody knows that I am the, an expert on uh, juiced hairlines. And so if somebody's wearing a toupee, I'm going to spot it pretty quick. If somebody's, uh, if somebody's plugging up, Someone's had a hair transplant. I'm usually going to notice it right away. And I'll be honest, this Blake's hairline looked a little suspect to me at first, but he's a young guy and I didn't really think anything of it. And then somebody pointed out to me today on Twitter that he has a scar on his head. 
And I said to myself, well, I've noticed that scar before, but it was, it was, I didn't realize that that scar was a harvested area where they take the follicles and transplant them to the front. My man, Blake, at 27 years old, is juicing the old hairline, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't notice that sooner. We're here, we're near the end of the season, and I've only just now noticed, and I want to apologize to the audience for not calling that out night one. It was my bad. Okay, Jason. Well, your, ex- your expertise is shining now, that's for sure, because I think you're right. Yes, yeah. No, I'm definitely right, but it's it's something I should have noticed right away, and instead, I don't know, my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. I'm getting a little bit older. Uh, I'm embarrassed, but it happened. Uh, so what else What else happened, with Jason? Everything that we, with everything we've learned about Blake, I, I, I put... Uh, I wouldn't put that past him at all no, at it's, 27 no, it, yeah, for to, sure. to plug it up. I mean, that, that, that's what he, Blake is all about the presentation. Um, now, another storyline that we could uh, briefly touch on just because she said one thing and it's always been a pet peeve of mine. Uh, Hannah G and Dylan are f- like full fledged boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, they're fucking about. They're talking about talking how they're about fucking in the moving boom, boom in. room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're constantly having sex, yep. and um, you know, you and I really never thought that Hannah G would ever settle down with anybody. Hannah G is about her Instagram following and, and teasing yep. and being a flirt. Yep. And she was stringing along this Dylan for the first half of the season, yep. and now they're settled in. Supposedly, they're talking about moving in with each other so much so that she uh, said this uh, this line. I don't even know what she said after it, but she she started a sentence by saying, "Yeah, when I move out to Cali." Yeah, and, yeah. And this is my and yeah. the the yes. next part of that line should be like, "When I move out to Cali, I'm going to stop calling it Cali no- because nobody in California calls right. it Cali." Yeah, we don't call it Cali. Only people and, not from Cali called it call it Cali. And Jason, one of the other interesting things, Brian, as well, is that she, Hannah G is um, essentially cut herself out of this show. It's crazy. I mean, for the last three, four weeks, she has been absolutely invisible. And every time you see her, she's just laying down like they're uh, literally passed out in some sort of couch or bed with this Dylan and hasn't said a word for three, four weeks uh, up until tonight. The show, the show does not give attention to the people that couple up and that are good. There's, there's, you're not going to get attention. I, we've seen couples in the past just cruise through seasons, get almost zero FaceTime, and then at the end they're getting engaged. And you're like, what? Like that? It, that's just the way this show functions. And you're right. If if the speculation early on was about the attention, she's done an, an about face, and I'm not sure where that came from. Um, but so that that's that little subplot. Um, let's see. So the Matt Donald, um, Worst. was flirting that, with, with the song girl. The night one. Yep. He, he finally kissed her at the, uh, the cocktails before the rose. A lot of buildup for that. Not an alpha, this Matt Donald, not a man's yeah. man. Like you shouldn't, he's, he says something like, I'm kind of old fashioned. I don't kiss on the first date. Right. Is it 1929? Yeah, well, <laughs> That really is, counters what Bachelor in Paradise is. Like he was saying things like, you know, I'm a gentleman. Yeah. Like 
that's not what this show's no, about, no. dude. That you don't yes. go on and be a gentleman. No, um, no room so, for gentlemen in this game. And and if you if you believe my theory, I mean, all these things I think are just very thinly veiled right. uh, ways of saying I I'm not into women. But maybe he's more savvy <laughs> than we think he is because he he upgrades. Um, yeah, he gets the rose. Uh, she gives him the rose after they kiss, yeah. and then. The first girl on the beach the next day, Bree, um, after Blake tells her no, she she takes Matt on a date. Unbelievable. So he's he's going with Bree and they're surfing in the ocean. So uh, Matt, Donald, and Bree, maybe that's a thing now. Um, and guys, what, what else? go ahead. Please do not forget you had um, at the beginning of that episode another amazingly another Tebow show up in Chase who's basically looking like a Bryce Harper Tebow hybrid. Um, yes. Into, yeah, very interesting that another Tebow would show up. I forgot about him and also I didn't know his name and I felt like they did not say it on the show. I'm like, who is this guy? What season was he on? He's an obvious night oneer. I oh they said he was on JoJo season, but I don't re- I didn't notice them actually introduce the guy because he's such a fucking zero that it doesn't even matter that he's there. Well, he, he tells Chris Harrison, um, I'm here for Angela, the clay makers, right. um, girl, uh, ex-girlfriend. And shockingly, uh, he was at the wedding too. So they hit it right. off at the wedding. Right. Um, so he goes right after her. She's happy. They go on a date. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But the big drama that happens towards the end of this uh, this chapter is uh, Kaylin, right? Kaylin, right, right? She has coupled up uh, with that tall uh, Texan who talks like Spicoli, yeah. and um, he's he's very tall. We know he's tall Connor. and very good looking, Connor. He's- um, he's extremely jacked, and so is um, Matt Old McDonald. He had remember he had to be toweled off by JPJ, and JPJ is like uh, he's like ah oh, man, I want to I really want to lick your eight pack here. He's like these fucking uh, whoa these traps. Can I rub my balls on them? Like they, they, he was talking super gay to Matt Donald, um, and but sh- I was shocked at the jackedness of Matt Donald. And then, and you're wondering, like, all these guys are super fit. And then they kind of show in the, towards the end of the episode that all they do all day is work on their abs. They're all doing leg lifts <laughs> and they have the, the roller thing and the bands and they're, they're all working out and they're all, all exclusively working on their abs. It's all about the core work. Yeah. Nothing but the, core work. And the, I'll tell you what, this uh, Connor and JPJ, they could play Bill and Ted if that movie gets revived. That's, that's a really good um, point. Yes. Some point. Yes. And Absolutely. neither of them Absolutely. And neither of them are from the Valley. They're neither of them are even close JPJ's to the JPJ's from I mean, Maryland and Connor's yeah. from Dallas. It's really it's a, it's an odd one. Yeah. But um so Connor and Kaylin have been really hot and heavy. She's one of these she falls for pe- for people easy. Um and then the big drama happens, right? Uh, Dean, the flake who lives in a van, who doesn't yeah. want to have a job or a future or take a shower ever. Um, he he shows up like a new man. He shaves his mustache. He's cleaned up. Um, and, well, and quickly, 
any concerns about the hovel that the uh, bachelor people had put him up in? Did they did they put him in that tenement just to like fit his van life lifestyle, or uh, that didn't look very uh, very clean? That place he was staying in and leaving his mustache hairs in the sink. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But supposedly. Uh, this Dean character who's been on the show many times, you know, whatever he, um, you know, he's easy to look at, but supposedly, um, he's pretty handsome. Dean, he, he went back to San Diego, said he rented a car <laughs> and went to the grand Canyon. <laughs> to, and, and the whole time he was thinking about Kalen yeah. and he was lost in his thoughts and his feelings. And imagine having the, so little to do that right. you can come from a yeah. vacation land and go ah fuck i think i'll drive to the grand canyon right now like imagine having so little happening in your life and so few worries that that can be your thing and then you get to the grand canyon and go i think i'll go back to that place where i was just on vacation and then go back there right and this guy shows up and uh it was amusing to see connor squirm they made him say things on camera like this loser shows up and go back to your van. Well, and like real stupid. That was, line. that was pretty fucked up. But also he's like laying there and he's like, I'm not too worried about it. And then they're like, the girls are like interviewing each other and they're like right. nine inches away from Connor. And they're like, Oh, she definitely likes Dean better. I don't know what the fuck she's doing with this Connor loser. Like they're totally <laughs> like playing into his psychosis about it while he's directly sitting behind them right next to them. And that Connor's going, I don't know what he's trying to do, you know, like, yeah. Like, and meanwhile, what the fuck do you think he's trying to do? He's trying to talk to this, to your girlfriend, bro. Totally. And what a moron. this is right after he'd announced that him and Kalen were going to the boom, boom room that night. And also Kalen after the, <laughs> After their first date, Kalen's like, yeah, we had a very um, passionate and sexual first date. Like, whoa, she's into it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So what? what yeah, are, she, yeah. She, she, she had moved on from Dean. I mean, that was the whole thing. There was a big thing, a big blow up. She cried for the 15th time this season over Dean. And yeah. then at the wedding, she was all smiles when Connor showed up because he's tall. And um, so uh, Dean shows up and he's a new man. He says, I didn't realize how, uh, how, uh, how, what, how into you or how many feelings I had for you. I don't know. I can't even get the word out. How much feeling I had for you until I was away from you. And I want to come back. Yes. I Mm want to come back to paradise and ask you if you could leave with me today. And we could start our life together. Amazing. Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's how they end it. So he's like, let's leave. And that's pretty dramatic. And so if they do leave, that could set. Well, I would say that could set Connor up for to be the bachelor. But I think he's a little too young and he sounds like a little too um, stupid to be the actual bachelor. But I, I would like your guys' opinion uh, Brad in New York, how do you think this is going to play out on next next week's show, which is, I believe is the finale? Um, how do you think this is going to play out next week? Do you think she up and leaves with Dean 
Ungalert and heads back to San Diego. You know, that, that would be a surprising thing because you'd think that these two um, fame chasers would want an extra week of camera time. What, what's the point in leaving but, immediately? Right. You know, you'd think you'd want to stay an extra week. I mean, I'd like to know what Jason thinks right. about Hold that. On. That's right in his wheel. Hold on. I need a definitive answer. Brad, New York, do they stay or do they go? I think they go. They go. I think they, they, go leave. Brian. they leave together. Okay. Jason Stewart, your thoughts. Brad in New York makes a good point. These two are fame hounds. They want to be on TV as long as possible. They want to maximize their exposure so they can rack more Instagram followers. I will just throw in this caveat. Dean is not an invited cast member. Not that that matters in case you've noticed Christian just lingering there, not saying anything, really just bumming everybody out every time she's on camera. Uh, so it's not, it's not like these things haven't happened before, but Dean wasn't introduced and it's like, here's Dean with the date card. Dean's come and gone. So I don't think he's free to stay as long as he'd like, he'd like, especially because, uh, Matt Donald's LA looks jar is taking up his bed. So Jason, what do you think? Dean and Kalen, do they leave or do they stay? I I think that uh, Kalen actually um, does the right thing and tells him, I can't trust this. Yeah. Your track record speaks for itself. And to Brad's point, she could be on the show and be famous for another week yep. with a really cute tall guy. Yeah. I don't it's, see that thing probably, going anywhere. But sporting a nice piece too. It'll be fun. If you go with Dean, you know it's going to end spectacularly. Yeah. He does, just doesn't have a whole lot of future or ambition. Notice he didn't tell her, I want to start a new life with you, and I'm going to get a 40-hour-a-week uh, right. job right. and settle down with a family. Right. He basically just wants to wander the earth in his van, um, in his van with her. So I think, I think my, my bottom-line answer on that is that uh, she makes the right decision and stays on the island with Connor. I totally agree. I think I think they're setting us up. This is a whole lot of nothing. I don't believe Dean ever went back to San Diego or <laughs> went to the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. Yeah, I think yeah. that was invented. I think that was juiced and put there to make him seem interesting. This guy has been chilling at the pool, at the Marriott, waiting to be called back into play. Just same with all those people from the wedding. Everybody's hanging out at a second location waiting to be, it's kind of like the bullpen. They're all out in the bullpen until Harrison comes out and, and taps his left forearm and says, I need a lefty and in comes Dean Ungalert to shave his mustache. So uh, I'm not and buying I think, it. I think Dean, uh, I think Dean after he's rejected is going to say on camera that, uh, I, I, I need some time to get over this. I'm going to go to Mazatlan for the next week right, and right. try to, uh, try to, try to get rid of this and, sorrow. And if you're not, if you don't know my IG handle, it's at Dean Ungalert because I'm going to need <laughs> the only way to, um, recover my manhood is just to slay all day, which is what he's going to do him and Derek Peth. Uh, by the way, you, you brought up yes. That, by the way, you brought up Christian, who is just death on camera. Every time she's on camera, you just like roll your eyes. Um, and she, she she was she was the one, by the way, given the option of the rose this week. So and stupid! I, she's not a really fucking contestant on the show. She might pick Mike. 
That would have been good. That would have been great. <laughs> These two, if Demi and Christian aren't broken up already, they certainly will be. Do this Demi is is poised to go back to dudes. I I I mean, I don't know much about this stuff, but when you look at their body language and again, the way they kiss each other, there's not a, there's not, nothing natural about the way they kiss each other. Yeah. And I will say this tonight. I think Demi might be feeling a little guilty that she's doing all this uh, time on camera, taken away from our TV show and on ABC's Dime because she keeps saying things on camera like, you know, I'm really glad for this time. You know, uh, Christian and I have just grown closer so because of this. And we've been able to take the next step and work on our relationship. And it, it reminds me of like when, uh, when you take like an extra couple days off, uh, even though you're not sick, but you, you, you tell your boss that you just need a couple yeah. more days yeah. and, 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 um, and you know, you go golfing the first day out and, and maybe someplace else the next day, but the whole time, but when you return, you're like, I'm really glad I took those last couple of days just to completely get it out of my system. You know, thanks for right. giving me, it, it seems like she's, she's doing one of those cards. Yes. She's playing one of those. I told, I totally get what you're saying. Okay. A- Jason, anything to add? Um, I'm looking forward to this season ending. Yeah. I didn't think I would be saying that at the beginning. It started off as, uh, it looked like one of the greatest uh, bachelor seasons of all time in any other franchises. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Demi and and uh, Christian just and put the brakes on, and the momentum just hasn't been able to build since. So I'm kind of anxious to see the ending. And I I I ran into the spoiler for for the oh, next you bachelor. Son stuff. of a bitch! You've been reading I, reality, I Steve. I hate, no, I hate that I saw it. I don't yeah. know. It, it was reality, Steve, but I don't know if I. Saw it uh, online or someone retweeted him or whatever. But uh, so I'm not going to be surprised, okay. but it's an interesting reveal there. Well, we should talk about um, Chris and Katie seem like oh. they're in it for, they're talking about kids. Like, do you, do you know that these people have been there for 18 days? That's the entire <laughs> length of the show in real life. Yeah. 18 yeah. days. <laughs> that's crazy. Is that really? That's crazy. 18 that, days. That's, that's it. The truth. 18 days. That's crazy. Are, are we serious? <laughs> that's amazing. They're so when, so true. when they, when they say this week was great, they were just saying this week of episodes right. was great. And it was actually Correct. two days. Well, you got to figure that they're shooting them all day long. Like they can get a lot of tape. They, it wouldn't take long to get enough, but I, I propose that the rules need to be changed. So this, this Demi and Christian fiasco, like it's, I'm happy for them that they found lesbian love with each other. That's great, but go home, leave. And the same goes for, uh, for Dylan and Hannah. If you exchange roses for more than three consecutive rose ceremonies, then you found love and it's time for you to either get engaged or leave or both get engaged (laughs) and leave. Yes. But you can't, can't, we can't have these lovers lingering around the whole season. We need some action. We need somebody to come in and break these losers up. And, And by the way, on your last point, um, Chris and Nicole are talking about kids and I don't know Katie. if that's a good idea, no, dude. Chris and Katie. Chris and Katie are talking about kids. I don't think it's a good idea, dude, because uh, you don't want to be like in your 60s when your <laughs> kids graduated at, from high school. At his, at his age. 
You're right, and Bukowski's looking real old he's, on this episode. He's, claiming, he's looking real old. He's claiming that he's 32. That's impossible. No, That's impossible. Nowhere close to 32. That's impossible. So I'll, he was yeah. th- he was 32 when he started doing Bachelor shows. Right, 10 years ago when he was on Emily Maynard's right. season. Yeah, and if you notice. Bukowski, there was three or four different points in the show where he sits her down for this serious conversation and he goes, I want to take things to the next level. <laughs> I want to take it to the next level. Well, and this happens over and over yeah. and over. And you have no idea what these two are talking about. Right. Well, and then, then he finally is, he finally spells it out that he wants to be exclusive. So right. that they're, they're actually can say they're boyfriend and girlfriend, but I mean, I think that was pretty he says obvious. It, he point. conveniently says it the, the, the night of the rose ceremony, right. just to that's make sure. That's true, yeah, and they, to lock it in. And, and, and to Brad's point, it's like um, he did have the exact same conversation three times. Claymaker had the complete um, copy conversation that he already had with Angela. Yeah. He had a conversation with her, I think, at the wedding on camera. Yeah, they're like, we and need, then we he, need to talk. And, they just, they and then he had a conversation. Yeah, and then he, he like has to like go over their whole story, like she doesn't know it, but he's got to go over it for cameras, I guess. And and she, even she was sitting there like, yeah, okay, yeah, we we know all this. What, what's the big deal? There, I, I think we uh, often overestimate or underestimate how vacant these people That's are. True, they can't. Yeah. They can't hold conversations deeper than we need to take this to the next level. How many times do you hear in a given episode that, uh, that you know, I just want to see where this goes? You know, I'm going to yeah. spend more time with her and just see where it goes. But the, And then there's nothing after that. Totally. Clay and, Clay and Angela 100% are getting back together. Mark my words. If it doesn't happen on the final week of Bachelor in Paradise, it will happen IRL. Check their Instagram accounts. Uh, okay, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, Brad, anything to add? No, cue that song, and thank you for having me on, my man. Oh, you are the Dave, best. It's great to be with you as well. You are the best. We appreciate all you do for our little world here. You really fill out the sound, and it was great having you as a guest. Uh, Jason Stewart, you got anything to, to drop on our listeners? I'm good, dude. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for the song. Yep. Love it. All right. And I really like the Manny and Gardena song, and I, I just... I can't believe that guy listens to every single show that I know he listens to. I don't know how he has the time in the day to listen to every single show that I know he listens to. I love Manny and Gardena because he's a good guy and he's a fan of me. Uh, so for Jason Stewart, for Brad in New York, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week.